0: This is Asian Insider and I'm Nirmal Ghosh, coming to you this time from the Straits Time Studios in Singapore. Now, the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership is supposed to cover 16 countries, 32% of the world economy and almost half the world's population. But very recently, India opted out and that has sent tremendous tremors around the region. Joining me in the studio today are Ravi Velour and... Vikram Khanna, both associate editors of the Straits Times. Ravi is a columnist on Asian Affairs and Vikram is a specialist in economic affairs. So Ravi, perhaps uh, we should start with you. What was India's rationale? And from India's point of view, there, there's been a mixed reaction in India. There's been a lot of, lo- a lot of praise actually for India's decision. Hmm. Has it been the right decision?
1: What are the dynamics? Well, uh, it's not for me to judge whether it's the right decision for India. But clearly within India, there's been significant rethink about the merits of uh, certain FTAs. And it goes back to uh, uh, the last uh, two or three years uh, when, uh, after uh, Mr. Modi took power, Uh, there was a rethink about the uh, uh, the trade deals done by the Manmohan Singh government, you know, they were accelerated during Manmohan Singh's government, including the one with Singapore, uh, which we call Sika, mm-hmm. uh, which is the biggest trade deal that India has ever done. Now, there used to be something called the Planning Commission of India and its successor is called Niti Aayog. Now, Niti Aayog has done studies which show that the FTS have not really worked for India and uh, overall there's been a relook at the merits of these uh, FTAs. Uh, in some FTAs, India went in for geopolitical reasons, not for its own economic reasons. And it has, in its mind, paid a certain price for it. And it is not willing to pay that price anymore. Uh, domestically, there has been opposition to this. Certain states uh, are very bothered, uh, very concerned. Uh, states like, for instance, Kerala and southern India uh, big uh, commodity uh, producer, you know, pepper, um, uh, cardamom, pepper, rubber. Uh, they, uh, the, you know, Kerala has been suffering because of uh, competition from Sri Lanka and from Southeast Asia in these matters. Um, and if you notice, uh, one of the first people to uh, congratulate Mr. Modi on his decision to withdraw from RCEP versus Home Minister, who also happens to be the president of the ruling BJP party. Mm -hmm. So there's very little support on the ground for these FTAs. And combined with the fact that uh, uh, the opposition seemed to be gelling around this, you know, the Congress has been very vocal in uh, uh, in attacking this, including Sonia Gandhi. Um, I think uh, Mr. Modi uh, uh, sort of uh, leaned towards the inevitable, uh, given that his own economy has not been performing too well lately. Uh, growth has been, uh, you know, it's been, last five, six quarters have been uh, really dismal. Uh, I think he just uh, took all these into consideration and uh, decided to uh, get out of this.
0: Economic and political realities and also opposition from within. Yes. Right, right. So Vikram, what are the upsides and the downsides now of India not being part of this enormous trade pact?
2: well the the upsides are first of all it is able to stave off competition from lower cost imports right and uh, there's a, a whole lot of industries that it wants to protect for example in the farm sector there's the agri- the um, dairy industry which is strong actually in in uh, Mo- mr modi's home state of gujarat uh-huh. okay there's that then there's uh, textiles and there's a whole range of other manufactured uh, industries manufacturing industries uh, from which India would have a tough time competing uh-huh. uh, vis-a-vis China and some ASEAN countries. So it gets to stave off this competition. Uh, then it has more freedom of action to raise tariffs if it wants to, which it would not be able to do if it signed on to RCF. So That's another upside. Then it avoids having to implement the tough reforms to get its manufacturing sector up, up to speed. These tough reforms are things like labor reforms, land reforms, and so on. Now, those are very difficult reforms, and if it did sign on to RCEP, it would have had to go ahead and push on those reforms. Mm-hmm. So, and then as uh, Ravi alluded, uh, it avoids a firestorm, political firestorm at home. Uh, it's striking what the opposition to this, how how far ra- far ranging the opposition to this deal is. It includes. Um, the Congress Party, which actually started the whole RCEP process. It includes civil society, it, it includes industry, it includes affiliates of the RSS. The RSS is the sort of the ideological parent of the BJP, you know. And so there's things like the Swadeshi Jagran Manch, mm-hmm. which is a sort of a, a protectionist sort of uh, lobby group within the RSS. Mm-hmm. Even they oppose this. So the opposition is widespread. And while there is support for this in some quarters, for example, exporters, you know, who, who would gain cheaper inputs for, as a result of this deal, um, they are far outnumbered by the opponents. So that's, anyway, so those are some of the upsides, so <coughs> to speak, but I think the downsides are more serious.
0: So is this also uh, in part a reflection of a new sort of uh, Assertive India under the second Modi administration, because it does remind one a little bit about President Donald Trump in America pulling out of the TPP and, and, and sort of not that keen on uh, multilateral arrangements, more into bilateral trade agreements and so forth. Is this a little bit of that as well? Um, I'm not sure I'd put it that way.
2: I, I don't think it it reflects assertiveness so much as defensiveness. Uh-huh. It it's 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 more it's more reflective of the fact that Modi is not as bold a reformer as he made out to be. He doesn't want to take risks. Uh This is a risk. RCEP would be a risk. I mean, you would expose your industries to competition. You would have to sort of uh, take action on reforms to sort of get industry up to scratch. He doesn't want to do that. Uh So I think it's more a sort of risk-averse move rather than an assertive move. But all that said, I mean, the the game is not over yet. Mm. I mean, the situation is still fluid. India could very well sign up to the RCEP at a later date. Um, Countries want India in. I mean, China wants India's market. I think ASEAN wants India to be there as a counterweight to China. Otherwise, China will dominate this agreement. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and so there is a possibility that countries (coughs) will make the sort of concessions that will get India to sign up. So it's not over
0: yet. So, um, So, Ravi... India's economy has not been doing that well. And there's a lot of controversy over that as well and opposition to Prime Minister Modi. How will this decision not to be part of RCEP impact on India's economic performance?
1: Well, uh, for the short term, it may not be too bad for India. Uh, because as Vikram said, uh, it keeps that umbrella of protection for a whole swathe of Indian industry that would have been threatened by a competition. Uh, from not just China, uh, but from other countries. I mean, as uh, Vikram said, uh, you know, farm. Uh, the only state in India which is probably uh, competitive for its uh, farm industry is Mr. Modi's home state, Gujarat. And that is because of a cooperative movement called Anand, uh, Amul, uh, you know. But <coughs> everywhere else, because of the fragmentation of land holdings and because of the entire pattern of um, poor infrastructure, poor coal chain, a whole lot of reasons. Uh, Indian uh, farm industry would have been vulnerable to uh, exports from New Zealand and Australia. And uh, you know, I mean, there's not a politician in India who doesn't say he is for the common man or for the farmer. And to that extent uh, uh, you know, this, this makes sense in the short term for India economically. But uh, to come back to the question that you asked uh, Vikram uh, about whether it uh, this, this shows an assertive Modi. It's not so much assertive Modi as a transactional Modi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the world likes to think about Donald Trump as the supreme transactionalist. But he has a very strong uh, partner in Mr. Modi. Mr. Modi just goes around and he looks, what can you do for me? You know, for what do you want me to do for you? And uh, if you notice, while uh, you know, the statement about RCEP is quite categorical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's not like saying that, OK, we can consider coming in at a later time or something. They said we are withdrawing from RCEP. Read the Secretary's statements very carefully. And uh, she made two points when she said that. The first was, interestingly enough, she spoke about geopolitical reasons. And only then she spoke about Indian concerns not being addressed fully. Uh So you should remember that there is a bigger geopolitical uh, game at work here. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, RCEP is a huge advantage for China at a time when, you know, the United States is trying seriously to decouple uh, uh, China from, you know, from itself and possible from its allies as well. And... um, It is a, you know, uh, it's also a signal to me that uh, Mr. Modi's talks with uh, uh, President Xi uh, in uh, Tamil Nadu last month didn't go very well, Mm -hmm. and that uh, India feels that uh, uh, Chinese have not uh, taken enough note of India's Indian concerns on a whole variety of issues. So, this is Mr. Modi's response, saying that all right, in that case. I hold back uh, your access to my markets, which is an important market.
0: Very interesting. Now Vikram, just to possibly to wind up with the last question, now you have two trading blocks. You have the, the TPP, the improved TPP, and you have RCEP, and you have two of the world's biggest economies who are outside the trading block. So what are we looking at in terms of all these trading multilateral and bilateral trading arrangements and trade in general with this phenomenon? I think the most
2: important implication of, of of this what you what you just said is that both these countries, both these important countries will not be able to set the rules on regional trade in Asia, right they will be out of that rule setting process, and that I, I think especially probably hurts India. India will not be able to set Asian trade rules. India will also not be able to benefit from the trade diversion that's happening with People with the producers leaving China to go to the rest of Asia, without RCEP, without being in RCEP, India won't be able to benefit from that. Um, as for CPTPP, I think if India finds it difficult to to uh, to deal with RCEP, it fi- it would find it even more difficult to deal with CPTPP, which is a much deeper trade agreement, which much more tariff cuts, much more uh, much tougher standards on labor, environment, intellectual property, competition policy state-owned enterprises, which, which means even China would find it hard to comply with the CPTPP. But I would not rule out the US uh, rejoining the CPTPP. Uh, even Donald Trump has hinted that he, he might consider coming back into the agreement. He could do that, but he can't renegotiate the terms. Right. So, um, And I, I would still not rule out India uh, rejoining the, the RCEP, or joining the RCEP, sorry. Um, I think the situation on trade is always fluid. There's always, it's never a sort of, it's not cast in stone that India will be out forever. And I think countries who want India in, India will, may also sort of take internal steps to sort of improve its manufacturing and put it in a position where it can enter the uh, RCEP. And countries might also grant concessions. They might give India a longer phase-in period. They might have a bigger exclusion list and so on. So I, I would not, I, I don't think this is the end of the story.
1: Well, just to wrap up uh, and uh, pick up from where Vikram left off, uh, as he said, you know, there are many significant economies in this region that want India into ourselves, the Japanese being uh, uh, a very important one, and I'm sure they'll continue to keep trying. Uh, but I also want to make one last point, which is that Mr. Modi also met with the ASEAN leaders mm-hmm. at, in Bangkok. And uh, while he was, uh, uh, you know, categorical about RCEP, he actually spoke about an upgraded ASEAN India FTA. Mm -hmm. So it's not like India is completely pulling out of all free trade agreements, but uh, it is being very picky on where it wants to go. And it is going to decide a whole lot of things based on its interests and where it sees its friends and allies and where it sees people not being... uh, sympathetic to its own concerns.
0: Excellent point. Thank you very much, uh, Ravi. Thank you very much, Vikram, for making time. Much appreciated. Right, so in this new and fluid environment, everything is up for negotiation and renegotiation. Until just about three years ago, the TPP seemed on track. It still is, but minus the United States. And until a few days ago, literally, the RCEP seemed to be on track. It still is, but minus India. We shall have to watch what happens in this new and fluid environment. For Asian Insider, I'm Nirmal Khosh.